Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that explores the profound connection between our mental well-being and our overall quality of life. I'm your host Avik and today today's episode is going to be the transformative journey as we delve into the power of healing from toxic family dynamics and childhood trauma. So our guest today is the remarkable Suzanne Gold who's personal story of resilience and growth serves as an inspiration to many susan is an extraordinary individual who has fearlessly confronted the challenges of her upbringing head on so raised in a chaotic family uh, system susan made the courageous choice to break free from the patterns that were repeating in her life through her book toxic family transforming childhood trauma into adult freedom she shares her journey of abuse addiction and surviving narcissism offering a unique perspective on transforming life's difficulties into opportunities for personal growth So her her professional journey took her from New York City where she became known for attaching celebrity talents to the project to Los Angeles where she produced for television and film her remarkable accomplishments include convincing the iconic Andy Warhol to appear in an on on camera commercial for Pontiac and helping launched the Fox News channel at the request of his chairman Roger Ellis so her ability to bring together influential figures including a list celebrities like Ben Stiller Jack Black Taylor Swift and David Beckham so demonstrates her talent for forging meaningful connections so uh beyond her professional achievements she is an accomplished endurance athlete having completed multiple marathons and triathlons so her determination and unwavering unwavering uh, spirit propelled her to finish third in her age group at the prestigious escape from alcatraz event so uh, just just pardon me as call a call okay no sure yeah So uh so now residing in tranquil northwest corner of Montana she has chosen a quieter life 
embracing the beauty of nature and dedicating herself to leaving a legacy of healing. So through retreats, webinars, workshops, and private sessions, she empowers others to shed outdated narratives and programming, guiding them towards a life of authentic freedom and heartfelt living. So there is there is a lot more to say, but um, it's it's always better like we we hear from Suzanne. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Suzanne, for joining the show, and welcome to Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. Nick, I'm glad to be here, and thank you for all you're doing to produce such amazing content and bring all the guests you do forward. So thank you for your conversations. Great, great. So Suzanne, like before we uh, delve deeper into this topic, so which is, I guess, which has a lot more heaviness. So can can you share with us a bit about your personal journey of navigating uh, divorce and how it transformed your life? I didn't really understand it until my mid-20s when red flags were surfacing. I was losing focus on my goals. My friends were more fair weather, seedier types. And um, I was sort of missing the boat of my dreams. I knew that my home life growing up as a child was tremendously chaotic and very challenging. Um, But I didn't understand the depth until I was living on my own as a young adult. And that's when my transformational journey really started. Well, so... Yeah. So like in your book, uh, Toxic Family, uh, Transforming Childhood Trauma into Adult Freedom, you discuss the impact of uh, ingrained, outdated and uh, like kind of programming, right? So could you elaborate on how these factors affected your own life and the steps you took to break free from them? I had programming that um, may not have been the best to my self-expansion. I had very low self-esteem. I had very low self-worth. And I was conflicted inside because I didn't understand who I really was. I was almost like a chameleon. In order to survive as a child, I could intuit the energies of others and what their needs were. I was quite telepathic when I was young and I'm a super empath, meaning I'm almost like a sponge. I can take on your senses, your energy, and I can serve it. So it served me. It was a plus, but it was also a minus because I didn't have a stable platform of my own being to sort of move from. So that caused a lot of issues, a lot of use and abuse until I could see it clearly move through it and behave differently as a result. So many individuals, like uh, so many individuals who have uh, experienced the divorce from struggle with their mental health during uh, during and after the process also. So how did you uh, prioritize your mental well-being during this challenging time? And what kind of advice do you have for others who is going through this kind of situation? First, I had to become aware 
So I took a slug from a wine jug at work to ask for a raise. And I knew there was, that was a red flag. That was an issue. And because I was having abusive relationships and drama, I asked a friend how I could get help. And they referred me to a therapist. And that therapist was very knowledgeable. It was talk therapy. So I got a mental construct coming from the head of the storyline and that helped me get clear on the trajectory but what i where i really needed to go for absolute change was into my body to experience emotionally the pockets of trauma that were stored in the body explore those pockets and release and that shifted me a week in a cellular level my neural pathways switched and that's when i had real transformation well, that's something really interesting like to understand yeah uh, so this transformation when we talk about the transformation uh, it's also a powerful concept and um, so you have embraced it wholeheartedly in your own life right so can you share some specific steps uh, that helped you to transform your life after the divorce and find a sense of empowerment. Yeah, it was a perfect storm for me. And my back was always up against the wall. And it was almost like the universe was delivering a hard lesson on a silver platter. And I could either choose to ignore it and shove it under the carpet or address it head on and really shift. Um, and so that's what I chose to do because I didn't want to remain stuck and powerless and dependent. So first thing I had to become aware. Then for me, I sought help from others and it could come in the form of professionals or friends or books. And I really dove deep into it. And I also asked for guidance. Meditation was key, getting in touch with that still small voice within. And then also shifting the paradigm on its head to come to understand that I was not a victim. Yes, I had some hard experiences, but they all served me. They all pushed me to see things from a different viewpoint. I'll give you a specific example. I was very accomplished. My friend said, you're so powerful. You're so strong. You're quite amazing. But inside, I didn't feel that way. And I was dependent on the attention of a male figure, generally a partner, to make me feel whole. Ultimately, I had to face that, that wrong construct, that unhealthy thought. And I had to step into my power through a brutal lesson. But that teacher was an amazing guru, that teacher that brought me pain, that caused difficulties in my life was actually a gift. And one I feel I may have even set up before I came in to have this life experience so my soul could evolve. And that moving through a lesson like that 
gave me true compassion, not just for the predator or the perpetrator, but for my own inner being walking through all that I had. And that's where I think I take the standard paradigm and turn it on its head. Wow, that's that's that, that's really have some gravity, I would say. So healing from childhood trauma can uh, be a lifelong journey. So how did you recognize and address the impact of your upbringing on your adult life? And what are the strategies uh, did you find helpful in your healing process? What do you say? Yeah, I had to recognize the red flags and I had to address the issues. So the first thing I did was I stopped drinking alcohol or imbibing in any type of drug. I got sober and I stayed sober. I've been sober since for decades now. And that was the even platform that I needed to begin to do the work of the exploration and um, there would be trigger points. I would sometimes break up the fights between my parents. So I was like the broker in the middle of their fighting. And that replicated in my career in my late 20s. I was negotiating a huge talent deal for this big corporate event. And I was in the middle of two parties. And it got ugly. And it brought up those feelings from childhood that post-traumatic stress and I split out of my body and I went into a suicidal and clinical depression. So that gave me an opportunity to face that, to learn what that was, to experience it and work with it. I got professional help. At that point, I used medication off and on for 10 years to help me move through that experience. And I learned the steps. I learned the trigger points. So I could understand. And when I went there again, in the tail end of my divorce, I knew to set up a friend for every day of the week, seven friends, and check in one day with one friend assigned to that day and the next, the other friend. And if I was suicidal, I committed to speaking to someone. If I couldn't reach the person that was assigned to that day, I would call the next person on the list. And that's how I made it through that tail end of that experience and then ultimately healed from the depression. Just knowing how to take care of my inner being and myself and self-soothe in healthy ways. That's that's something very interesting, I would say. So I'll I'll, I'll say after the after the um, episode is done, we'll uh, we'll discuss something. So yeah. So um so uh, also like as you have shared, like what are the steps uh, can be done? So as someone who has navigated uh, the walls of entertainment, celebrity talent, and the media, so which is a kind of colorful life, right? So. What role do you believe these industries play in shaping the uh, societal narratives and influencing the personal perspectives on divorce and uh, mental health? Well, I want to say that I don't believe the media is a very healthy, human, supportive 
place. I think the narratives are quite contrived by a system, again, that is outdated and no longer belongs. And I think that we as the global collective and humanity are waking up to that sometimes quickly, sometimes excruciatingly slowly. But I do believe there is better messaging to be had. I am grateful that it is becoming more common to talk about our mental health and our struggles and our issues. Back when I was getting sober, you would never talk about that. When I was being treated for clinical depression, you would never talk about it. Now my son's generation, they kind of wear their mental struggles on their sleeve and they're quite open about it. And I feel like that will ultimately lead us to a better, healthier place. But I think the amount of perfectionism set up in the media and these false narratives with these glittering figures that we see as superhuman may be a little off kilter. Well. So, uh, and also, like, uh, you transitioned from uh, living in uh, bustling cities to that um, tranquil landscape of Montana. Uh, it, it, it seems very significant, right? So, uh, how has your change in environment impacted your uh, healing journey and also your overall well-being? I loved living in New York City and then in Los Angeles. I didn't think I would leave the state of California ever, but I tended to heed that internal voice, that intuitive voice more as I've gone on in my journey here, walking this earthly plane. And the voice was saying, boy, Los Angeles, Los Angeles is a little frenetic. The energy is really intense. And Montana was not even on my bucket list of Vic. I didn't even think of Montana, but here I am. <laughs> and I'm living in profound beauty. I'm surrounded by mountains. It's a very pristine, magical place energetically. And I'm out on the prairie. I thought I would be in the forest because when you think of Montana, you think of woods and grizzly bears and mountain lions. I'm on this beautiful expanse of the prairie where I can see nature surrounding me and the light shifts and the sky is as big as they say it is. And there's no way that I can disregard the beauty and it has worked on me. My vibration is raising. My frequency is raising. I'm more grounded on the planet, but I have more love and tranquility to radiate to others. So that mostly you like um, the calm environment where there's you can feel yourself. You can feel uh, with the nature. So that's the thing, I guess, right? Yeah, it was important to me in my little town where I grew up. I would communicate with the angels up in the clouds, lying on my back, in my grass, in my backyard. 
And I had fun wading in the river and crossing the railroad bridges and hiking in the little mountains there. And in New York City, I had a little cabin up in the Catskill Mountains where I would retreat. And that was becoming more and more important. So when I thought of leaving Los Angeles, I thought, wow, it would be amazing to go back to the Catskills. And now here in Montana, I have the Catskill times 10. (laughs) (laughs) That's something very nice. So, uh, like in your work with uh, retreats, webinars, workshops, and the private sessions, what you like? Uh, what are some um, common challenges uh, you have observed in individuals who who are seeking to break free from this toxic uh, family dynamics and want to prioritize their mental health? So, any anything you can share? It's very difficult for us to step on that wheel. Mm -hmm. We've been programmed to get on this wheel of perfection and it demands more and more and more. I mean, technology is supposed to make our lives simpler and somehow it's making it more frenetic and more demands for perfection and going beyond. And then people are having to work harder with the economic challenges. And it's more me against you. So I work with people to drop that, to go into their own being, into their own hearts, which oftentimes are shut down and locked away, encased almost in concrete. So we work to melt those layers that have been built around that amazing organ and breathe into our body, send the breath into the body and get to the gentleness and the purity that's within each of us. We all have it. It just gets lost along the way. That's lovely. So could you share any success story um, or any memorable uh, experience of someone you have worked with who underwent a transformative journey, uh, navigating the divorce and also prioritizing their mental well-being? Yes. So I was new to Montana and a woman uh, was introduced and she read the book that I wrote, which has been described as an activation. And it's the story of my life, but there's also exercises in a workbook section in the appendix. And they're the same exercises that I used and use now to help me move through the challenges and life experiences. So she read a chapter and she did a corresponding exercise and she sat down on her cushion for a little bit and meditated. And she had a profound revelation. Pieces of her past and an experience in her past came to light and the pieces all fell in straight lines. She texted me at 8.30 in the morning and asked if she could please come and visit in person. So she rang my doorbell at 10 a.m. and we made tea and she explained her experience and it was profound. She had an eye-opening revelation that really opened a theme and she had more clarity and more freedom to move through her life from that point. It was really worth all that I'd been through and the process of writing the book and getting it published for that specific experience of it. And that's only one. 
that that's the uh, great experience i would say like if someone in the morning uh, is coming to you and explaining these things um it, it can be either or or something so yeah so susan like before before we uh, wrap up like what are some key takeaways or the lessons uh, you believe listeners will gain from your book and uh, our conversation today about breaking the chains transforming the lives and uh, prioritizing the mental health what do you think instead of speaking i'd like to do something that's experiential connecting to oneself and getting off that wheel it won't take long just take a deep breath and and take a hand either your right or left it doesn't matter which hand you select put it on your solar plexus which is right at the top of your rib cage below your heart take another deep breath in and either out loud or to yourself say i am okay and most of us feel it almost instantly there's a tranquility that runs through the body and it starts to center you and ground you and you find safety and i think that's a very important place to start from that feeling of safety and being okay that's that's so lovely advice i would say and uh, definitely i'll also try this one and um, like uh, i'll also request or encourage the listeners just try this one which um, susan has just mentioned and do let let us know in the comment section in the uh, uh, chat section of our podcast or maybe on our social media pages and that brings us to the end of this uh, enlightening episode of breaking the chains navigating the divorce transforming lives and prioritizing your mental health so i want to definitely express my uh, deepest gratitude to susan for sharing her remarkable journey of resilience healing and the personal growth so like we we definitely have learned so much today that about the power of breaking free from this toxic family dynamics uh, overcoming the adversity and also prioritizing your mental well-being so uh, her story is an uh, inspiration to all those who are on their own transformative path so always remember that um that dear listeners that you you have the strength within you to navigate life's challenges and create a healthier and happier future so prioritize your mental well-being seek support wherever needed and embrace the process of transformation so if you if you if you did like or want to learn more about susan's work be sure to check out her book toxic family transforming the childhood trauma into adult freedom and explore the retreats webinars workshops that she offers so thank you all for tuning in today and if you have enjoyed this episode please leave us a review and share it with your friends and the loved ones so together we can continue to break the chains transform the lives and prioritize the mental health thank you so much